is the Jose Show. Jose Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr., and we have our special movie reviewer again for Monday. And welcome, Glenn Monroe from Canada. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Good to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's, a, it's been a long week, and I am tired. Actually, uh, you can see me on video, obviously. Nobody else can, and I'm just really drained. But um, how has your week went? Uh, same old, same old, staying inside and, and trying to keep, um, uh, I think the hardest thing is turning on the computer because <laughs> it's, it's just um, the working from home thing. It's, it's just, it's really weird keeping that motivation going when there's, I, I teach professionally and I can't do that right now. So my, uh-huh. my career is going through a weird place. So yeah. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. And here yeah. you guys are staying more at home and here in Florida, we're kind of going out more like, I mean, ever since they, op- even before they opened the state, I was still going out. Um, I'm just a renegade, I guess. Uh, I do try to stay away from people as much as possible, but uh, we're we're closer to open. The theaters still aren't there, but the restaurants are, the malls are. But we still can't cross provincial borders. Wow! And somebody did leave across the border and came back in. I uh, wasn't supposed to, and uh, but actually, he, he went to pick up his daughter across the provincial lines, and then we had no break from that. Oh. And so oh we've God, actually had crazy. our first deaths from it. So yeah, it's just it's been that, and we've had. Um, we brought in a temporary foreign worker or some temporary foreign workers for the farmers. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, one of them had COVID. So we've, you know, we're having little blips here and there. So it's still very sensitive, but we're looking to open the Maritimes where I live. So then, then we'll have three provinces to go to provinces of the state. So, Oh, that's cool. Cool. That's uh, yeah. I'd be glad when everything's fully open, but you know, obviously it's going to take time and we need to be cautious and, you know, because we don't need any more deaths because there's already been enough as it is worldwide. So for sure crazy so what uh what movies do you have for us tonight that you're gonna or i should say today it's tonight for us but right now <laughs> this is gonna be for monday so what movies do you have for us yeah well i did pull myself away from watching all the uh the movements on tv and youtube for a bit to get a couple in uh first one i want to talk about is um it's a new direct-to-video one uh because or where the theaters aren't open yet mm-hmm. it's called the high note so the high note is a uh this is came out two weeks ago. It's a new movie with Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades movies. And the premise of it is um, she is a personal assistant for a diva singer, but she's also like a music producer. So I think similar to the uh, Anne Hathaway role, Anne Hathaway, uh, Anna Kendrick role in um, Pitch Perfect. Yes, Anna Kendrick's so pretty good. Yeah, so she's got that kind of a role. And she takes somebody under her wing, a singer, to kind of produce them on the side. But she works for a demanding diva from some nasty place. So uh-huh. we're dealing with all, she deals with all that. And as I'm watching this, it reminded me more and more and more. Uh, it felt a lot like um, Working Girl, the movie from the 80s with, the, with um, Mich- um, <sighs> uh, Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford, Melanie Griffith, there we are. Where Melanie Griffith worked for Sigourney Weaver, the boss for hell and had the relationship with Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. And then it, then it strikes me, Dakota Johnson is Melanie Griffith's daughter. So it was kind of interesting seeing that this movie felt like that for me, it pulled it, I didn't expect that. It's not the same, they don't work in the same industry, but there Wait, are- Wait, she, she is the really mother and daughter? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dakota Johnson is Don Johnson and Molly Griffith's daughter. Now that you say that, she does. Wow, she does look it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if it was intended that way, but it was. Um, I, I felt like when I do reviews, I don't want to give the story away, so I kind of tell you what it feels like. And this one felt like Working Girl, and I just kind of pulled that out of my archives. And I was like, wait a second, same accent or like mother daughter. That was interesting for me, <laughs> but I. It's not the best movie in the world, It's, uh, but I think it's a good night in. Um, I would recommend it for Netflixers or people who want to, you know, maybe wait a week or two till it goes in rental instead of paying the 20 bucks for the, or whatever the, the high priced rental. But um, wait, wait a couple weeks. It's not a bad night in. It's, you know, it's, um, you're, I'm not going to be talking about it in six months time, but I don't regret seeing it either. It's one of those kind of movies. I'll have to it's check just, it out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's 1999 yeah, like, right now on Amazon Prime and I'm sure Vudu too and, I'll wait till Redbox comes out. So. Yeah. Uh, well, and even like there's often a stage before there where like on iTunes, initially it's 19.99 for the 48 hour rental. And then it goes to the 6.99 rental. It's probably worth that. I Now you tell me like you see a lot of movies as well when the world's normal. Um, do you find you review movies differently versus as uh, when you compare it to the price of a ticket? I mean, if you're going to spend, say, you know, five ninety nine, six bucks, seven bucks, you know, if you rent it on Voodoo or one of the other platforms, I guess it's not so bad because if you was to see that same movie in the theater with, say, you and your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, you're going to spend anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks, if more. And then by the time you buy concessions, you're looking at 50 bucks. So spending yeah, six movies, bucks is not that bad. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at movies. I have a different standard for the, um, is it worth a night out or a night in? Because night out, you may have a sitter to deal with. You may have the you know the concessions, the parking, all that stuff. It's uh, some movies are great on the big screen. This will be fine on the on the home screen. Cool. So I, I think that's the place to see it. Let's see what else I see. Um, today, one the the new movies or two new movies came out today, uh, and I watched one and a quarter of them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started watching The King of Staten Island, which with Jay Davidson. Or not Jay, what's his name? Uh, no, it's with my IMDb freezing up in my ear. Um, the King of Staten Island with, I got Jay Davidson in my mind, but that's not it. The guy from Saturday Night Live who's had a lot of stress problems. He Pete Davidson. Drops drops out. Pete Davidson, there it is. Yeah, I just brought and it up. I, I watched 25 minutes of it and I turned it off. It was just uh, it felt like a wet blanket movie for me and I hate wet blanket movies so I'll probably push through it but based on the first part uh, I was excited to see a new movie coming out with Marissa Tomei I think she's great um, but this isn't it so not not so far I will I will try to push through it but the big one that came out this week is one we've seen posters of for the past two years in the theaters because it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed uh-huh. Artemis Fowl and yes. Artemis Fowl, we've seen that poster forever. They keep pushing it off. And so it's Disney, and Disney decided to release on Disney+. Plus. So you can watch it now on Disney+. Plus. And this is a sci-fi story. I don't want to spoil anything here. Um, so it's, it's a sci-fi. It's a family movie. It's a sci-fi story. Uh-huh. Uh, Artemis Fowl is the son of a very wealthy, powerful person of mystery. There's something about him. Um, about what's going on with the history. Uh, and it's a movie that involves um, problems in the in Earth with a magical world of elves and gnomes and fairies and dwarves and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, and how they are real on Earth. And some people can see them, some people can't, and there's a war going on and so on. It's 90 minutes long. It engaged me. The effects were incredibly good and then passable. So it bounced back and forth in the effects side that's of cool. things. And maybe it's, maybe it's part of the reason, problem behind it. Um, it's the lead story is a, is a boy. I've got a daughter. She doesn't tend to, to connect with the, uh, she likes to see one of the more stronger female lead. And this one actually had that. There, there is a good role. Uh, did I lose you there? So, wait, say that again? Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. Screen, something happened to my screen. No, no. I'm... <laughs> okay, no, so that is. I saw a mission didn't lose you. So no, um, it's, uh, and there's, but there's a strong young girl role as well. She just happens to be an elf or a fairy or something, but she's, uh, no, I enjoyed it. And I'm actually going to watch it again with my daughter to see, because I think she'll like, I think it's one you can walk with, watch with the kids. Sometimes when you watch movies with the kids, it makes, you know, they're painful. It makes you wonder why you had kids in the first place. They're so bad. This is not that movie. This is a, it was a good light movie. Um, it's probably close to Ready Player One. That was actually that was a, pretty good. Yeah, and and but Ready Player One was good. Could have been better. You know, it, it kind of lacked in a little bit of ways, but it was a good movie overall. This is like that. You know, it's funny you like, now that you're talking about the Artemis Fowl. I'm just kind of looking. I, I did see the trailer on Disney Plus. Like, whoop, I I probably shouldn't have, but it kind of reminded me of Spy Kids. But I was looking at some of the reviews, and I'm I'm not really reading them. I'm just looking at the stars. And out of one to five stars, um, it received a lot of one stars and two stars. Um, There's like 3,000 reviews. It's better than that. It's better. That's people who are looking to pick on something. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's you know, for, for a night in, it's, it's a decent night in. It's not overly long. It's only 90 minutes, like I say. That's so not bad. pretty quick. And I'll, I'll I, watch I, it. I, I want to see it again. Um, I'm, not, I'm not raving about it, but it's, eh, you know, it's, it's a decent night in. Cool. Uh, Next one I want to talk about is actually a TV show that I skipped, I passed over, and I know a lot of people don't know about this one. It's on HBO. It's called Barry with Bill Hader. Now it, it has this show has been up for, and I believe has won Golden Globes. I believe uh, Henry Winkler won the Golden Globe. So you oh, got wow. Fonzie's, yeah, Fonzie's back here in this one, hey. uh, in a very <laughs> in a very aged, different role for him. The uh -huh. con, the the premise of the story, being uh, going very loose on this one, is Bill Hader is a hitman who comes across an acting class and he kind of gets into it a bit. And so he's an, he's a hitman who doesn't want to be, and he wants to go in a regular world and he's exploring this world through the people he's met in this acting class that's led by Henry Winkler. Uh -huh. But he's, you know, it's kind of like the Scarface thing. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. And so he can't get out of his role because he's too good at his job. He's tremendous in this. He really is. Like he act, and this is Bill Hader. I never think of Bill Hader as this actor because like he's great in the comedies and so on. And he was really good in Trainwreck. But man, he can act and he can he pulls it off well. He's intense. You can. I mean, he's lighthearted and then intense, and he goes back and forth. This is a huge vehicle for him. I don't think I've I have binge watched a show as fast as this one uh, in quite a while. It's two seasons, eight episodes a season, episodes are about an hour long each. So you're looking at less than eight hours of TV. Um, it didn't take me long to get through it. And, really? Uh, wow. Yes. Yeah, season three would have launched in May, but they are delinquent, I believe, because of the skies falling, the skies falling. So we're hopefully, I don't know if, when that's going to come out, but it's, um, I cannot wait for season three. So I think if uh, people haven't seen it, it's a great, great show. I'm trying to remember what I've seen him in. I mean, Oh gosh, his face Bill is Hader? familiar. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb listing now. Did, did you see Train Train Wreck? Super bad. 
He was a cop in Superbad, which I have yeah. not seen. Trainwreck, Love Interest, um, with Amy Schumer. He's, uh, he's in the Dark Crystal too, Age of Resistance. Um, oh, he does all the voices. Like he's the voice of Flint Lockwood in the uh, Cloud of the Chance Meatballs movies. Wow. And he he does voice after voice. He's the voice of BB-8 in the first Star Wars movie. Really? And he does. He is a voices guy, and he's a huge impressionist. Saturday Night Live. I mean, he's a he's a Saturday Night Saturday Night Live Dude, Saturday awesome. Night Live star. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I could do so, voices like that. All right. That, oh yeah. That sounds interesting. I may have to check that out one day when I can do the free preview. Well, and the nice thing is with. Um, what I found with the show is it's 30 minutes an episode, so you don't have to invest too far into it to see if you like it or not. I think it'll get you or it won't very quickly. And I felt that it's fairly steady overall. Like That's most cool. seasons, you'll have some highs and lows and you might have, you know, and it did start to dip a little bit, but didn't dip a lot. And it came back very quickly. And it's only, like I say, it's only 16 episodes in two seasons total. So it's not bad. It, uh, no, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it won't take you a huge investment to decide, should this be your next show? Cool. All right. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And from there, let's go to one I know you've seen as well. I'd like to talk about it. And that's The Invisible Man. Woo! Yes, I did. Last weekend. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing the original back in 1933, but <laughs> that's been there. so long ago. But um, they were totally two different movies. I would think so. Yeah. No, this was... Um, yeah, I mean, you've got Elizabeth Moss, I believe it is. Is yeah, Elizabeth Moss, who's I thought she was tremendous in in, in her role. She was. Um, yeah, and the it starts off right in right in the story, and that opening sequence, it's so tense. It reminded me a lot of the feeling of a quiet place, in that like, that in was a quiet good too. Place, you, oh, that was that was my favorite movie that year. But in a quiet place in the theater, when I saw it you sat there in a chair and you locked down and you did not move because if anybody crinkled a bag of popcorn, you were going to throat punch them. This was that kind of a movie as far as the tension goes, I found. Like I was not, uh -huh. I don't know, scary, but really, really tense. I thought that worked for me. The, um, yeah, it the wasn't really scary. Was good overall. No, but it was, uh, it was, it's got some good tense moments and that opening sequence was great. Well, um, you know, what's funny is the, the other star, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, um, I had just seen him in a movie that me and the wife had watched called The Healer. And oh, when, when, I'm, when I'm sitting there watching The uh, Invisible Man, I'm like, that guy looks so familiar. And it, it's the same guy. So it's funny how in the movie, in this movie, he was totally different than in The Healer. In The Healer, he was nice. It's like, okay, yeah, no, he, yeah, he's a, he has a different role this time around. But the, um, so I think there's a lot that I loved, loved, loved about this movie. But, or, and actually, to a point, you know, how is the Invisible Man thing working? They mm -hmm. explained it enough. If you, if you buy into the science of what they did, they did a decent enough job. But this movie is so easy to pick apart. Like it just, it really, really is. You've got, you have to throw logic away. Um, if you want to pick it apart for, oh, well, that wouldn't work, like the signs of the suit. No, it wouldn't. It absolutely wouldn't. Because it, it's <laughs> just, um, yeah. And what where it lost me i found was like um not, to not spoil things at one point he has to run through the rain and he like i'm sorry but a body has mass and while these if you you combine to the science that he's invisible but he still takes up space and he's gonna get hit by stuff yes you know i mean <laughs> like there's one point he gets something on him 
and he rinses it. And the explanation that they showed for him to get away was that he rinses it off in a sink very quickly. But it was way, like with what happened to him, to how clean he got that yes. fast. I know if I go to a restroom and I use the air dryers to dry my hands, you still leave damp. <laughs> yes, you do, because it doesn't dry your you hands. Know, it doesn't dry you that perfectly. But all of a sudden, this was just the, the level of uh, pristine he got was just silly. So it's really easy to pick apart. But I loved it. Well, I would recommend uh, anybody that uh, watches this, um, because I'm not necessarily sure if they show the making of, if you rent it like from uh, Voodoo or whatever. Uh, get the disc and they showed the making of it like how they did some of the scenes man it was just so amazing I mean obviously they use the green screen but right. oh my gosh this just how they make these movies nowadays is so it's so incredible yeah I, I find myself watching a lot more of these uh, there's a lot of good YouTube channels on the behind the scenes and the effects and there's a couple YouTube channels in particular that I really like but the um I'm just trying to think here. No, I, I really liked it overall. I did, I just, but I, I did find that uh, it is super easy to pick apart. So you have to decide to let it all happen. Oh, I know where I was going to go with this. I, I got off my thought. I thought they, the number of times where they point, point a camera at basically a wall or a uh -huh. doorway or a corner and let it sit there because you know the Invisible Man is standing there. And yep. the tension, again, like they, got, they did a good job of building tension by pointing a camera at a wall or a door. You like could feel was, it. You could feel it. That was done well. So I, I liked that. But the um, again, the points where he's in the room and people are walking around the room, but they don't discover him. It's like, you know what? You're going to bump into him now and again. Like there's, It's just yeah. his it's not like body mass. It's not like he's thin where you can't, you know, it's right. Yeah, some of that stuff is just was kind of crazy. Um, I liked. I actually liked the ending, so I'm looking to see. Uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, yeah. The ending was uh, really you. good. Yeah, I look forward to see what they do with that. But the, and the, um, I guess another one just as I talk about the picking apart, that was the most the the most perfectly built old home in the world. The house, this cheap house she's living in, a board didn't creak when he walked anywhere. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, you'd hear him. You would just know because you're going to hear, like, you know, yeah. It was yeah everything just, about him was invisible. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Yeah. And so it, it is, it is, uh, it's almost fun to pick it apart, but I still enjoyed it. And then I rewatched it with my daughter. Um, she's 14 and she liked it a lot too. She doesn't, um, she's starting to want to get to watch some of these thriller kind of movies, but she doesn't want, she doesn't want anything too, too scary. And so this was, this worked for her. So that was a that was a good night. Good. Well, that was interesting. Um, I you know, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it, and I may watch it again um, at a later point because um, my wife seemed uh, like she was interested in it. So I may run it again and and me and her watch it together because I think she actually seen a preview on TV and it kind of piqued her interest. Because um, actually, since that, uh, while I'm bringing that up, she was watching Lifetime, and Traffic was on. Do you remember that movie, Traffic? Oh, Benicio Del Toro. I, I have not seen it. But so yes, I'm aware of it. I go, wow, you're watching that? And I said, I've seen that in the theaters. And I said, so I sat down and watched it with her because I really liked it. And she was like, oh, oh what's going on? You know, <laughs> so, but uh, it, it's just interesting how even Lifetime gets some of these movies. I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if The Invisible Man went to Lifetime. Who knows? Universal. Uh, I don't know about that. It, you, I was going to say Universal is doing a good job of releasing the movies. They're the ones that are driving this stuff. I will say also regarding previews, do not watch the previous movie before you see it. They give away everything. They, they, they really, they overspoil. Um, now, 
uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer beforehand or not. But I don't when recall just doing watched, it. Right. So uh, I would like to hear your take on this one here. I think you should watch the trailer now. Okay. Not like the second, but watch the trailer now that you've seen the movie and you'll realize, holy cow, all the spoilers in it. And that's what it takes to realize, I got to stop watching these things. Okay. Because it's just, they show so many key moments. And there's one moment in the trailer, it's a memorable moment that I, that isn't even in the final cut, but you're waiting for it and it's not even there. And it's just, it's stuff like that really throws you off. So anyway, yeah. It makes you wonder if that, uh, that's not in the final cut is was actually uh they cut and it's one of the deleted scenes in the dvd uh which oh, i didn't really watch be. all the deleted scenes but all right that's cool um do you have any final picks that uh before we go besides what you just told us uh oh of ones to watch right now yeah i'm a big fan of the hunt and i think people should see that one i think it's a lot of fun uh it's graphic but it's a good fun movie it's a good um a fun even adventure movie it's I've on Redbox now is it, yeah it came it finally came out on, on uh, video yep um so that's a big one. This is one I've been raising. The uh, Invisible Man. I'm trying to think what else is major right now. Right now we're pretty slim. So it's uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave it with that for now. I want to give you a YouTube channel to check out just for fun. Okay. Do a search for Pitch Meeting. Pitch Meeting. And you can look for, yeah. So look for Marvel Pitch Meeting or any of the Disney movie Pitch Meetings like Beauty and the Beast or Lion King. It's a guy out of Montreal who presents, uh, who does a pitch meeting uh, where he plays the person pitching the movie and the person, the executive in the studio. And they just tear apart movies that you hate and they tear apart movies that you love for all the logic, like all the bad choices. You know, like why didn't it be like in the James Bond movie? Well, so he shot the, or the boss shot, the bad guy shot Bond when he was there. No. Well, why didn't he shoot him when he had him? Because the movie had to happen. And it's just like, <laughs> it pokes fun and all that kind of stuff. I have watched so many of those. I find he's really fun. And yeah, so it's, um, well, we're, we're waiting for better movies to the theaters and bigger movies to happen. Okay, I'll have to a, check that out. It's an entertaining channel. All right. Well, I, uh, I do appreciate you being on the show again. And uh, it's always entertaining because uh, you do watch a lot of movies. And I, well, I do too when I get a chance, obviously. But uh, uh, it has been good. And uh, I'm just going to tell everybody where they can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Jose Roldan Jr. And you can also find me at The Jose Show. And I do appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you're on Twitter, drop a, drop me a line. And uh, Glenn, do you have any uh, final words that you want to say before we go? Um, just my... my my big thing is skip the trailers, take chances. I think you'll find it worth it. Definitely skip the trailers. I, I, I agree. Even though I did watch the Artemis Fowl trailer. Duh, shit. It's, I got to get used to it. I got to get in that frame of mind to not watch these things. It's All not right. easy. Yeah. It is not easy. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, you have a good evening and you stay safe. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show.